Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4. Uh, and after 4 o'clock, John and Ken on demand, the podcast. Same as the radio show. Tonight, a live television appearance on Fox 11 with uh, Alex Michelson and Marla Tejas. We're going to get interviewed on Fox 11 News at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock, sometime in that hour. Sometime in the hour. Yes. Not saying that we'll be the lead story. Unless so. you commit a crime that'll bump us up to the top. Who? You. What about you? I don't want to commit crimes today. Not today, huh? No, not today. No. I mean, you've been talking about how it's so easy to get away with stuff. No bail it all is. that. Yeah, I know. You haven't robbed anything yet? You know what? It's on my mind all the time. I'm developing like a, comp a compulsive thing where I'm Ooh. always thinking about stealing stuff because I know you can't. <laughs> but so, but uh, so far, I've controlled it. Oh, I hear the jokester. Steve Gregory's there. Yes. What do you mean the jokester? Oh, I, I retold Something your... about, oh, all right. He retold your joke. The vegan and vegetarian. Oh, God. Oh, and I... it's not my joke. It was some, apparently some little kid told that on a talk show, like yeah. a, to, on the Today Show. And mm. all the hosts just freaked out because they didn't know how to react. <laughs> you laugh. Oh, you're right. It would be inappropriate oh, to laugh. I know. In fact, and Piers, and I saw it because Piers Morton had the kid had the kid on to oh, talk the, about. Oh, the kid got famous? The kid got famous because he told the joke <laughs> and, and he he flummoxed the Today Show host people. And yeah, that's hard to do. Yeah, and then he had another one uh, lined up too. What was the other one? If he said, uh, back in my day, there was only one woman. Today, you don't even know if it's a woman. <laughs> 
How old is this kid? The kid's like nine years old. And he's telling wow. these jokes. I'm like, where does this guy come up with this he'll stuff? He'll be on stage in 10 years. I know. Uh -huh. he'll, have a net, he'll have a Netflix special. <laughs> Deborah didn't like your joke. Though. I don't really care. <laughs> it's not his joke, but he did. He yeah, it wasn't my joke. I just retold it. Uh, you know, truth hurts. Uh, All right. So now you're here to talk about this drug trafficker who's been gunned down. Yeah, Eduardo Escobedo. He's 39 years old. He was, actually. He was killed Thanksgiving morning. Uh, in an industrial area, warehouse area of uh, Willowbrook. It's an unincorporated area of Los Angeles County. And right now, I, I've called sources in both the L.A. County Sheriff's Department and the DEA to try to get more of a take on this. And I'm, I'm, I'm not having any, or any luck getting um, a, a definitive motive here, whether it was more cartel retaliation related or whether this was just a bunch of uh, machismo at work with uh, alcohol, drugs, women, and guns. Which uh, because <laughs> there was a party going on. That's that's a good Friday night. Yeah, isn't it? that's yeah. A, and so that's where the machismo comes in. And so it's not really clear yet. And apparently the shooter or shooters are still on the loose. So this guy Escobedo is a pretty uh, important person in the Sinaloa cartel. He was uh, very close friends with El Chapo's oldest son. And Escobedo grew up in East Los Angeles, and he quickly got into the uh, Sinaloa cartel fold, uh, like I said, by becoming members with um, uh, El Chapo's oldest son. Escobedo was nicknamed El Mago, which uh, is Spanish for the magician. And apparently, Any reason for that? He was known for pulling off quite, uh, quite a lot of tricks. I mean, he was... Ooh, it, like he, elaborate theft? Elaborate or? stuff. Well, yeah. um, you know, in 2013, uh, this is the, the thing that finally put him in prison, Um he was caught on a wiretap talking with the eldest son of El Chapo about smuggling more than five tons of marijuana through a tunnel under the U.S.-Mexico border. So he was in prison for that. He got out in 2018. He was also known for uh, just laundering millions upon millions of dollars uh, in cartel money. That's why you would always see photos of him with Lamborghinis and Bentleys and all these high-end vehicles. But this was one of those guys who bragged about his wealth. He was not uh, like like if you got El Mencho, who's with the actually the world's largest cartel, CG, CGNG. Um, he's very underground. No one sees him out. He doesn't brag about his wealth. El Chapo, I mean, remember El Chapo is the guy that was meeting with Sean Penn and actresses. And yeah. he, he loved hobnobbing with the, with the elites. Well, so did Escobedo. Escobedo was always posting pictures of celebrities like with Floyd Mayweather and Al Pacino. And um, he was... Posting pictures of himself with duffel bags packed with cash and uh, he wearing very expensive clothing, lived in very expensive homes, and he loved to brag about his wealth, uh, which a lot of uh, agents have told me is usually the undoing of that individual. Because when they brag <laughs> about their exploits like that, that usually helps them a lot in their cases. Yeah, I'm looking at his story. Uh, he claimed his annual income of about $200,000 and it came from a business he owned with his wife, International Hair Authority that imported hair extensions and sold them. Mm. Yeah, that's what he was doing for tax purposes. And the, God, he was born in the U.S. and had four kids, too. Yeah, grew up in East L.A. Right. And then um, he was he, he also had some legitimate like food truck businesses and other restaurants, too. Food but truck. it sounds like they may be using that to launder money. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, that's, that's probably what it was. But case. I mean, on paper, it's all so legit. It seems like there's a lot more money in drugs than in food trucks. But here's the thing that agents and investigators are worried about now. Because any time a high-profile member of a cartel is killed, it doesn't matter the reason. What comes next? Oh, a big war. Yeah.
something like that. And usually yeah. we're spared the cartel violence, like the, you know, in the streets sort of violence that you see in Mexico. We're usually spared that here in our area. Uh, that's not to say that, uh, you know, uh, homicides or other cartel-based crimes happen. They do, but you don't see them as brazen in the middle of the streets as you do in Mexico. So that's the only thing authorities are worried about right now is any potential retaliations. Um, and, and you're saying this place he was killed in Willowbrook, there had been a party going on or something? Yeah, there had been a party going on the night before on that Wednesday night, maybe a Thanksgiving Eve party or something. But they said there was some, it was a party atmosphere of some kind going on, but they don't know if the killing was related to an event that happened at the party or whether he was a target. Because he and another guy were both killed, and a third man who was also hit is in the hospital in critical condition. Do the, the other guy's name is... No, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Uh, Guillermo de Los Angeles Jr., the other guy killed. Yeah. 47 years old. What a last name. Yeah, go ahead, John, yeah. you're going to ask. Well, do the authorities really uh, care if these uh, drug kingpins all... Uh, Shoot each other to death, or doesn't that make life easier? Well, on the record, yeah. <laughs> no, the, I want the off the record answer. <laughs> no, here's the thing, though. Uh, uh, seriously, the a lot of agents and detectives when these when these people are dead, that, that's usually one link in the chain that they can't connect, and mm -hmm. they, they have a hard time then help getting information from those people. So a lot right. of times, when these high end, high level people are killed. Sometimes we don't know that there wasn't another investigation going on, and it could ruin an entire. It can ruin oh. a two-year investigation if this guy's out of the picture. I see. So it's not nearly as. as so they don't celebrate this stuff. They don't. Really, well, I think off the record or on the record. Well, <laughs> I only want off the record yeah. information. Well, we'll you get know that, that when the mics go off. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, but before, so, we, before I, I, just so you know, I don't believe any on the record statements by anybody in public life. Okay. Right. So. Well, then I'll give you one here that I want to tell you guys before we leave. Okay. okay. This is completely unrelated. Do you mind? No, go ahead. I just a got joke? this from, no, Governor oh. Newsom's office. Oh. Today around approximately at 4 p.m. is what it says. There will be a press conference to announce new funding to get people off the street and into housing. Now, the reason that this caught my attention, because it's just a simple one-sheeter, mm -hmm. it just says um, the people that will be speaking, Governor Gavin Newsom, and Megan Marshall, who is the executive officer of the California Interagency Council on Homelessness. Ooh. And then Elisa Becetta, Caltrans Deputy Division Chief over Homelessness and Encampments. <laughs> oh, gee, I guess it's a homeless guy who started the fire under the uh, 10 freeway, isn't it? I don't know. You I, tell me. Well, because since they had a photo, if he had a home, they would have been at this guy's home by now. Yeah, most likely. His neighbors would have recognized him. His family would have, too. So I was thinking about this driving in, how they haven't found the guy yet. And I, I think that means certainly he had no home. I still think they're closer to finding him than not, and only because of his picture and, uh, and that close-knit community down there. But I found this very interesting. Yeah. I didn't even know there was such a person at Caltrans over homelessness and encampments. Well, apparently up to now she does she there did nothing. Is, well, yeah. now, they, so she, um, she was a waste of office space. Well, we'll see. We, we found out they have a whole program devoted to this. John, what was the word they used for the people that are involved in the, the homeless under the freeways? Uh, they had a name for, for people that work on that at you, Caltrans. Pavement oh. involved? No, 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 no. It's just a not a coordinated so some bureaucratic event. name they had. Oh, yeah. yeah, can't remember. Well, then whatever happens to the on this, um, I'll bring it to you tomorrow. Okay, okay, yeah, gotcha. Right. That's, that's very exciting.
Uh, It'll have to be at the Pastathon. I will see you down there, Ken. I look forward to saying hi and saying bye. You're going to be there, too? I always go to the Pastathon. There's free pasta they have for him. Oh, stop it. Big bowl. It has nothing to do with that. (laughs) I go down to support my colleagues. I'm going for the free pasta. You, you are really full of it today. You know that? When really you laugh it, I love to go down and, po- and support my Good colleagues. Um, right. Hey, listen. Gregory, I don't yes. have a choice over the family I'm dealt here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. We're all right. kind of stuck with each other. Uh, Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. <laughs> You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. All right. Well, tomorrow, John, is Giving Tuesday. Oh, don't bait me. Well, you know, you're doing these things on purpose. The whole holiday season. You start with the getaway weekend holiday, and then it's then it's Giving Tuesday, and then only got nine more days more. of this. That's it. Of You'll you. never hear me again do that. That's right. I'm going away. Uh well, they're giving out tips to so you don't get fr- defrauded tomorrow for charities trying to take money from you with their fake. Because the scammers will be out there. Well, just don't give money to anybody. Except Chef Bruno at the pasta. I've decided to go with Giving Wednesday instead. Giving (laughs) Wednesday. Well, you never. You know what? You never answer the phone and give money. Well, that's not why. Shocking how much money people make. Because I was just reading about one the other day, and I've gotten calls for this. That 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 law enforcement, fake law enforcement charities. There's a lot of those. Yeah, those guys. Because people love law enforcement. I know. Really support their local police or don't support the guy who calls you on the phone. Nothing good happens on the phone. That guy is somewhere in Asia. <laughs> he doesn't. And now they your... switch to texting too to try to scam you into saying or they're giving over information. <laughs> uh, now the other end of this, uh, they announced uh, recently uh, a big bust when it comes to all the store theft that's going on out there. Uh, California Highway Patrol announced that they arrested two people accused of stealing. This is quite a number: nine and a half million dollars in merchandise from what's described as more than a dozen big box retailers. Would that be like, you know, Costco and and Sam's Club and those um, kind of places? Or are those considered the big box? Whenever yeah. I think of that, I think of those kind of stores where yeah, the big you buy chain. stuff in bulk. Well, it, it, yeah, it's where the uh, the stores look like a big box. Right. Like Best Buy, for example. Big uh, box electronics store. Two people from Downey were arrested. Uh, they raided several locations to try to get a hold of this organized cargo theft ring oh so it may also be these people stole from remember the the people that were raiding the trains and throwing uh, all the debris on the tracks yes that would be cargo right yeah uh i heard they were doing this at the docks too uh they recovered uh, shoes clothing electronics and perishable items yeah i mean that's a way to cut out the middleman just go to the docks and as the ships come in you know just uh grab the crates and the pallets and that's where deborah does her shopping she just goes right to the docks. She, she goes right deals. to the docks yeah, and looks for yeah. a fancy green coat. Mm-hmm. All her shoes and coats and handbags. Yeah. Are you going to wear go. your fancy green coat tomorrow to the pastathon? No, I think I'm going to wear something leopard. Yeah. You always wear leopard, though. I haven't worn leopard in a while. Yeah, you have been, uh, yeah, you've been light on the leopard. Ken, do you want me to wear my green coat? Is that what you're no, saying? No, but is there another animal you wear? No, just oh. leopard. Hmm. Yeah. Puppies. No. <laughs> You don't have a coat made of puppies? No. Oh, okay. I do not. <laughs> oh, God. Not even faux. <laughs> faux puppy. Faux puppies. <laughs> that would be a big seller. <laughs> What's that made of? Faux puppy. Just to see what somebody would do if you told them that. That's 
That's scary. Yeah. Uh, so they're trying to get this word out there for good publicity and that uh, people are always wondering, like, well, what are you doing about all these thieves out there robbing from the stores? And this, though, looks like it was something oh, well, from the right. cargo end. This isn't the stuff that's terrifying people. No, but that's a lot of money, nine and a half oh, million It dollars. is a lot of money, and I'm glad they caught him. But are they going to go to jail? There's still no accounting of all the smash and grab guys, whether they're in jail now. Hmm. For the holiday season. Well, we, you know, we do have an organized retail crime task force. In fact, that you, was started in 2019 by Newsom. Well, that should have been. I know we got four years later. It didn't work, did it? Well, they, they claim 2,200 investigations, 1,500 arrests statewide from the organized retail crime task force in four years. And are they all in jail? What percentage of the 1,500 arrested are well, still in prison? Well, they can't be because that's not the policy. The policy is to well, keep the jails then, empty. Then this is a waste of time, isn't it? They might as well just let everybody run free. No, they get diversion. And <laughs> through diversion, they learn a new meaning hey, to life, which look, is not to steal. This is so... No, I think they should steal. They're sent to college. If they have low-paying jobs, if they never got a college degree, if they don't have any skills or any any useful intelligence, then they've made the right career choice because they are making a lot of money. It's a rational choice. To, oh, to do this. To yeah. do this, yeah. I absolutely understand why they would do it, and they're going to keep doing it because there's no, there's no consequence that really derails them. You know, maybe you get a month here or a month there, but after that you go right back in business. You hide the money. You know, none of it's uh, uh, reportable in taxes. I, I think, you know, doing these smash and grab thefts or these cargo thefts, I mean, that's, that's, that's a good career. Yeah, I, I have to believe that. I mean, and we've seen a few stories. I mean, what was that story a couple of weeks ago? That guy that got arrested for robberies yeah. like five times in a few months. And like, that's only the ones they caught him for, right? Yeah. Like, who do you think financially does better? One of these guys or Ray Lopez? I mean, <laughs> Ray does quite well with his gambling side business. <laughs> Because uh, I remember watching that video a couple of weeks ago, and it was another robbery, but it was like this uh, person was in, I think it was like a two-person robbing crew, and I think the woman was trying to distract somebody in a parking garage, and this guy just came out from around up like a pillar around the corner with his gun out, and I'm like, that's what they do for a living. Yeah. That's what they do for a living All now. Day. They just, that's right. They just go to places where they know they can probably find somebody more isolated that might have, you know, uh, expensive jewelry. Or, you know, money in their wallet. And we'll just wait for them and draw a gun on them and just take what we can and run. Yeah. That's what I do for a living. And the first $950 is free. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and nobody cares about surveillance cameras right. anymore because, no. as John said, <laughs> even if they find you and arrest you and you get the DA to take the case, which might not happen because George Gascon's got like 13,000 cases backed up. Well, remember uh, when I told you I had, I had an urge, you know, to start stealing stuff? Yeah. Because, it, well, and I started thinking, well, there's a camera on me here. And I thought, well, what does that matter? There's cameras on all these guys. The news entertains you every night with smash and grab camera footage, right? Yes. I go on the next door app and all the neighbors have their uh, camera footage of guys stealing their Amazon boxes. And I'm thinking, yeah, everybody's got a camera. Every square inch is covered. And what does it matter? All these guys are getting away with it. You know, they'll stop and pose and smile into the camera and wave and then they take off. I should find what I got from the Ring Doorbell people last night. Not the people that run the Ring Doorbell Network, but people who post stuff. Yeah. And this, I think it was a woman, was very irate because a uh, homeless guy came and took a dump on her front porch. Oh, no. Has this happened to anybody else out there? She was right. <laughs> Has this happened to anyone else? <laughs>
<laughs> this guy doesn't care. He just walked right up there and took a dump on my front yeah. porch. Well, I read this all day on the Next Door app, which is just wildly entertaining. And I always want to write back. It's like, all right, tell me who you voted for in the last five elections. That's right. All right? You're sitting here bitching, complaining. All right. Well, we got quite a story to bring you next. How about a man that was given a 162-year sentence for shooting and paralyzing a young woman? He's free, and he's now working at the California Capitol. Not only did they free him, the California government hired him. We'll talk about it next. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio, one till four after four o'clock, John and Ken On Demand. The podcast tonight at uh, six o'clock, we're going to be on uh, Alex Michelson and Marla Tea's Fox 11 newscast somewhere in the 6 p.m. hour. So uh, have that on while you're having dinner. And you yeah, can, and don't you, forget, tomorrow, Giving Tuesday, we're going to be, all of us, all the shows at the Anaheim White House restaurant for the Pastathon. So it's a it's a big week, John. Yes. And again, it's right. the last chance to see Ken in person. 
That's not true. Before he's laid to rest. <laughs> I don't know what that means. God. <laughs> but I see. Uh, this is not going to be some kind of tribute tomorrow, I hope, huh? right? No? Like, I'm, no. I'm not a part of anything. If if other people do something, it's uh, don't look at me. Uh, right? I'm just very suspicious. Don't look at me. I, I, I did get you a present, though. And see? You, you, but you're not going to get it tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Because I don't have it yet. <laughs> because you don't have it yet. No, no, no I, I have something you'll like. Okay. It's not embarrassing. It's not weird. No, one of the, I think you gave me this book, The History of the Game Shows. I still look at that every now and then. Didn't you give me that book? Uh, I think I did. No, the Game Show History. It's a book about all the game shows that air in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Why would I do that? Uh, <laughs> well, you and I yeah. took a tour together of the Game Show oh, Network the game show Studios. Network. That's right, yes. And I think after that sometime, you just you saw that book and you just bought it from me and oh, gave it to me. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I think I, then I have a second gift for you. That was the first gift. Here's the second. Yes. Well, here's I've known you. It'll be the second <laughs> gift. That's, and I would give you whatever. You're a fruitcake. A fruitcake. Just no respect. Right? No <laughs> giving back. I'd give me the, the precious Costco fruitcake that I would hand over to you and that, your that father-in-law would eat. Would eat and then go into a diabetic coma. Thank you. Well, <laughs> Uh, and he, he used to come to the pasta home too, and I think the same well, thing happened a couple of times. The worst, no, actually the worst. He overate at those things. The worst diabetic attack he ever had oh. was at the pasta thon because Handel left behind a whole table of uh, sugary breakfast treats. Donuts, yeah. And the last thing I did before we went on the air that day is I told Ray Lopez, watch Tony, don't let him near that table. Don't let him eat anything. Like he's a three-year-old. That's right. right. No, he needed a, he needed a monitor. Ray, of course, completely failed. And that night, my father-in-law's sugar level at three in the morning. He woke up moaning, and we 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 took the level, and it it broke the meter. It only oh. goes up to six hundred. Yeah. <laughs> and it was flashing error, error, error. I had to call oh, UCLA. Oh, he didn't go into a coma, I hope. Uh, he was in bad shape. And I had to call UCLA at 3 in the morning, uh, their emergency center, and they told us what to do. We had to give him a lot of insulin. In fact, I woke up, My how old was he then? Probably 11, 12-year-old. My, my youngest son, he knew how to do it. He knew how to get the insulin injector because that was oh, his thank job. Thank God for that. I know, I know. My, my 12-year-old son saved uh, Grandpa's life. Ray nearly killed him. I tell you. That was an exciting day. That's, that's two shots at Ray Lopez that's in an hour. Right. I know. You're on a roll today. I know. You know, it's just going to be you two left in about a week, so. Oh, I know. I know. I got Deborah and Ray and Eric. Uh, that's, yeah, but, uh, but Ray's your number one guy for putting the show together. I so, know. Uh, good luck. I'm being nice to him. Uh, this is great. The Daily Mail, the El Segundo Times, and Breitbart all came together to cover this story. I guess in three different fashions. It's about John Redemption. A man by the name of Harad Nava was 17 years old and a gang member back in 2012. And apparently, while drunk and high, hmm, he shot into a car carrying the relatives of a rival gang member. One of the victims, 16-year-old Yasina Castro, shot in the back and paralyzed from the shooting. Well, he turned down a plea deal, which would have given him 30 years in prison, instead went to trial and lost big time, being sentenced to 162 years in prison on four counts of attempted murder for the shooting, 
Well, we're here to tell you he's now a free man. He's not only a free man because Gavin Newsom commuted his sentence in 2020. He's working at the state capitol. And he's not only working at the state capitol, he's working for the Public Safety Committee of the legislature. Yeah, the Senate Public Safety Committee. He's an assistant. This is the committee that reviews legislation related to the criminal justice system. And they have on staff a guy who shot a girl and the bullet severed her spine. And she's permanently paralyzed. And, and and he's now got a job on the Public Safety Committee after Newsom commuted the sentence. Breitbart has a photo that the El Segundo Times didn't dare publish. Yeah. And it's Newsom standing with this Nava in front of a Christmas tree, both wearing suits, both beaming, big smiles for the camera, in front of a Christmas tree. Did you read the rest of what goes with that picture? Uh... Newsom cried. He had to go back to his office and cry. When he saw Nava in the suit, he was just overcome with well, emotion. Well, but, but why? Why? Because he thinks he's a rehabilitated success he, story. He, he ruined a girl's life. This girl is now in a prison of sorts because she can never walk again. How? I've never heard anybody so cold, so brutally cold and vicious as to side with the guy who... Fires the shot, and uh, no sympathy for the girl who had her, this is, her spine severed. I don't understand this. But this is the the push to make you all believe they can all end up like this man. Why keep them in prison? They'll come out, and they'll be wonderful citizens. They'll work for the government and wear suits and ties and be celebrated by the governor. That's the example they want to show us what can happen. And they hear the yelling about the crime and the prisons and the jails being emptied. They want to show you that a guy like this, he can change his life. Short time, too. I, I mean, I mean, hardly any time in prison. I mean, he, he got Now, again, he was nothing. 17 when he did this, so I, I guess he care. benefited from... Oh, oh, okay, how many 17-year-olds do you know who, who shot a girl and paralyzed her? Well... This is not something a 17-year-old does. This is something a violent psychotic does. And Newsom standing there with that big smile, that grin. I actually saw this story early on Thanksgiving uh, weekend. Yeah. Um, this was actually a, a profile in the Times from two weeks ago. Yeah, I missed it the first by time. By Hannah Wiley. I did, too. I think I saw the headline, but I just ignored it. Uh, but, but, the girl, by the way, John, that was shot, uh, forgave them all. Uh, I forgive them. All I got to say is I hope everything goes good for you. I don't have nothing against them. Justina Castro. That's what she said. You still put him in prison. So he's he... since given birth to a daughter, which is, uh, wow, can't be easy. And, when you're and you're telling me he doesn't still have that violent, psychotic urge in his brain? Well, they're going to tell you he had a bad childhood. He got drawn into gangs. And what, now That's he's not had, who he is. But now he's got a good childhood? Well, he's no. What, he's, this childhood changed? He, he the damage realized. magically was undone? That there's another life out there besides being a gang member. I, I don't understand. Violence. People with bad childhoods, you see them suffering when they're 75 years old. This guy, some kind of miracle? Suddenly he's not uh, angry and uh, resentful? Wow. But what's uh, the reason just... that Newsom picked this guy? I guess he had become some uh, sort of good example in know. prison. No, you know what? Newsom is a sicko. That's what it is. There's right. no intellectual reason for this. I hope this comes up in the uh, debate. With, uh, yeah, the DeSantis. L.A. County Deputy D.A. Leslie Hankey argued against his release. He was still impulsive and reckless, she thought. So, Well, what do you think? 
I mean, the I parole mean, board paroled him, and Newsom uh, upheld the decision. December twenty second, twenty twenty, he walked free. They're all sick people. These, these one hundred and fifty years early. The, uh, uh, yes, can you imagine that? One hundred fifty years, he got off the sentence, and and yeah. and, it, and it wasn't like there wasn't a permanent victim. She's permanently paralyzed. How do you do that to a young girl? And now he's wearing a nice suit and smiling in front of a tree with Gavin Newsom. And this is this is the this is what Newsom is going to run on to become president. I, I, the world is insane. Newsom is insane. I, I, you would you have the guts to do that? Would you have the guts to give somebody like him a commutation and then get him a job in the legislature and then celebrate Christmas publicly? Nava found religion in prison. Oh, right. And he wrote a letter to the victim but never mailed it. It says, I want to say I'm sorry for trying to murder you on September 29, yeah. 2012. That's a good way to open a letter. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, you can't walk for the rest of your life? I'm sorry. Well, I guess we're even now, aren't we? Oh, and the Times story does have the smiling picture, but you have to scroll down, John, um, of Nava and Newsom together. Yeah, well, they should have... In front of a Christmas tree. They should have plastered it across the front of the... Yeah, it's at the very end of the story. Yeah, very end of the story. Where most most normal people would have given up reading by then. In fact, what I was going to say is, I saw it early on Thanksgiving weekend, and I got so mad just looking at the headline. I, I put it aside for a few days. I, I, it's like I couldn't read it. <laughs> then I actually read it. It's like, oh my God, this is worse than I could have imagined. Then I saw this, this, this photo. A friend of mine sent it to me this morning. It's like, ah! All right, we'll be right back. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. All right, well, the news came over the weekend that oh, another... Oh, you know, wait, wait, can I play something? Play something, yes, sure. Yes, I totally forgot because Deborah was in here. We were talking. Um, we got a little clip to play. Uh, we, this is this is a random clip. This is not a big news story or anything. I, I was going through some old tapes. Eric listened to a few things. And uh, this is from 1993. And this is one of our Hour of Rage calls. So just uh, play this and you'll see. Tom and Oxnard, you're on KFI. John and Ken, the Hour of Rage. Go ahead. Oh, I love you guys. Thank anyway, you. my gripe is that my wife got laid off. Yeah. And she was a controller for a company and every week those unemployment people call her up and say what are you doing about getting another job and she says you know there are not many jobs for controllers and they say what she says controllers they say what's that <laughs> i don't even know what they she does they don't even know these jobs i don't know who these people are furthermore she's trying to further her education she can't even get a student loan and she's on unemployment What's going on? Why can illegal aliens get on welfare and decent, hardworking Americans like us can barely get by and we're getting nitpicked? About well, wait a minute. You're on, you're on welfare. Unemployment no, is welfare. Well, I agree, but I'm not on welfare. My wife is, and it's not right. my choice, believe and I'm, me. And, I, and I'm thrilled that these government workers are actually pushing people to get back in the workforce. That's yeah, nice well, to hear. I, well, I like that, too, but... 
you know, well, what why don't are you these like? other people? Why are these other others. people living high on the hog? These illegal aliens. They're living high on the hog. Oh, wait on a welfare, second. yeah, compared to the even John's not going to buy that one. Oh, wait a second, illegal aliens are not living high on the hog. Oh yes, they oh for God's sake, their standard of living. Oh, they're, oh, they're sipping champagne and yachts. To their oh, level. oh wait we'll, a second, we'll, we'll never Hold raise them Hold to our level. Wait, wait, we got to have standards here, okay? You can't bastardize the language. Jack Nicholson is living high on the hog. Illegal aliens are not living high on the hog. Compared to their standard of living in Mexico, they are. All right, Tom, yes, thanks for the call. to you and your wife, I doubt it. <laughs> wow. High on the hog. That's the better meat, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what that uh, that phrase means. Yeah, I remember that phrase. That's what I think it means. It's the better cuts of meat in the hog. All right, I don't know. Should of getting the, the butt? I just enjoyed that because he was on, you know, the typical role. <laughs> And you said, wait a second, he's not living high on the hot. No, I, yeah, well, I mean, obviously people are still angry that illegal aliens get uh, any type of government benefits, yes. but I think you could still argue they're not exactly living a first-class life. <laughs> I don't think that's changed. But. 30 years, though. 30 years you were ago, listening to stuff and you picked that one out? or you? I picked it out. He picked it out. Oh, I was very yeah. amused by it. The Hour of Rage. How's yes. that for a memory? I have one more clip, though. It's your first celebrity sighting in Southern oh. California, Ken. Okay. By the way, oh. I just wanted to mention, I, oh. I finally saw my first celebrity sounds, since I've been in Southern California. Like it slowed down. Well, I just, it was yeah, exciting. But... I mean, everyone always talks about all the celebrities they spot, and I, it was the... Uh, was the guy from Remington Steel? What's his name? Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. I saw. Oh, that must have been breathtaking. Oh, it was. Uh, I just stopped. I was staring at him because I couldn't place him, but I knew he was famous. What, what was he doing? He was sitting at a little outside cafe table with. Uh, and it was kind of weird. I picked up a paper later that afternoon in one of those like entertainment columns. Yeah. It mentioned him and said that uh, he's got a new girlfriend, some Swedish woman. And sure enough, there was a blonde woman sitting because his wife died a couple of years back. And it was sure enough, there was a blonde woman sitting with me at the table. Damn, you were right on top of that. How do you see that? I can confirm hey, that story. That's what's exciting about seeing celebrities, <laughs> isn't it? Seeing who they're dating. I, I do remember seeing Pierce Brosnan. Well, that was like 30 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, scary. Your first sighting in L.A. Yeah. I still remember it was like a seafood restaurant. It was outside at a patio at a table. But I'm actually really bad at that. I don't pick out anybody. I'm terrible, too. People tell me that. They just passed us like in the airport. No, no. Yeah. The only person I've seen in the last couple of years was uh, Sean Penn. I saw him in a, hotel, in a hospital, hospital, in a uh, airport lounge. That's it. And my wife's good at that. I don't know most celebrities anymore, so they. Can... And the definition of celebrities is broadened with all the <laughs> wait, TikToker, YouTuber wait, people. Is that an Instagram influencer over there? Sometimes I go to TMZ.com and I'm seeing these names and I'm like, oh, I got to Google that. Oh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, no, no TMZ is like, a, it's totally lost on me. They, I have no Daily idea Mail does too. Yeah, I know. That I I know. Know. All right, uh, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season... 
we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.